The book The Art of Rest is an in-depth look at the subject of, yes, you guessed it, resting. Resting for you busy people out there is actually super important. Ignore resting at your peril. In this episode, we'll examine this book's findings. Hey there, Matthew Norrie here, the host of the Happy Habit Podcast. Talking health and well-being Mondays and Thursdays. If you are new, welcome. Please consider subscribing and sharing. Yes, we know life is super stressful at times. Indeed, life comes at you from every angle. Work, family, traffic, emails, bad news, aches and pains. You know the deal. But the answer to all of this stress, according to The Art of Rest, is simple. It is to rest. The book details the findings of the largest survey on rest ever conducted. It's called the Rest Test. It involved enlisting 18,000 people across 135 countries. First, let's state the obvious here. Stress is an inevitable part of life and how we manage it can affect our mental and physical well-being. Now, the dangers of chronic stress are well known. 75% of us at some point over the last 12 months felt overwhelmed by stress. And when we are stressed, we sleep less. In extreme cases, this leads to workplace injuries and falling asleep at the wheel, which is scary stuff. Stress-induced lack of sleep also causes high blood pressure, stroke, mood disorders, a diminishment in mental acuity, fuzzy memory and poor judgment, as well as loss of focus. So getting quality sleep is crucial, which means resolving our stress levels. The main thrust of this book is that we should embrace doing nothing but resting more often. But ironically, in this fast-paced world, we seem to have difficulty resting. There is a societal stigma attached to simply doing nothing. It's looked down upon, Granted, lazing around for hours or days on end will do you no favours, but there are some benefits in the short term to simply resting to de-stress. Boredom can have a positive influence on creativity. Indeed, in one study, two groups of participants were asked to think up as many uses for a plastic cup as possible. The first group spent time copying numbers out of a phone book by hand before being asked to brainstorm. The second group simply got right down to the task. Which group do you think came up with more uses for the plastic cup? Well, believe it or not, it was the first group, the group who spent their time copying numbers from a phone book. Yes, doing nothing in particular could also improve your memory. A 2004 study looked at people with amnesia after suffering a stroke. They were given words to memorise. Then, for 10 minutes, one group was asked to perform exercises while the other group sat in the dark. The second group, who did nothing but sit in the dark, actually remembered three times more words than the first group. So, in this instance, simply doing nothing but resting was more beneficial. In the rest test, listening to music was the fourth most popular restful activity. But that doesn't mean all music is restful. Listening to slow music is relaxing, as long as you like the song and it's not too complex. Different music affects different moods differently. 
Fast music sparks excitement, slow, sombre music makes us sad. And slow music with easy flowing rhythms is suitable for rest. In one study, people lay on a soft bed for seven minutes while another group exercised. When asked to choose music to listen to after the seven minutes, the resting group chose a variety of styles of music, whereas the group who had been exercising only wanted slower music to listen to. In another study, over 90% of people said that music helped them clear their minds and fall asleep. Music promoting rest should be music you like, and music that is neither too fast nor too slow. One of the most popular ways of resting, according to the book, was for people to spend time alone. And I think we can all certainly relate to wanting some alone time. Indeed, Alone time ranked higher than spending time in social settings when it came to acquiring restful periods in people's day. Small doses of alone time can be restful, as long as you choose the place and the time. In fact, isolation is only beneficial if we are in control of it, rather than it being imposed upon us. When we are isolated against our will, we suffer psychologically from lack of human contact and, crucially, from stimulation. Many people can relate to this social isolation after the last year, so it's crucial for us to recognise the value of alone time and when to seek the company of others for our own mental health sake. When it comes to those social interactions and friendships, a study from Iowa State suggests, as you might imagine, it's the closeness of your friendships rather than the quantity of social interactions that is more important. The result being, if you have close friends to rely on, your time spent alone will be restful because you'll be safe in the knowledge that you will have those friends to go to whenever you no longer want to be alone. Importantly, for alone time to be restful, you have to recognise it as so. We spend one-third of our time doing activities alone. The key to finding resting alone time is it has to be on your terms. Yes, you are escaping demands of work, family commitments, etc., but it gives you the chance to reflect and get in touch with yourself emotionally. Coincidentally, the book mentions the value of spending time in nature, which we spoke about on last week's podcast. Spending time in nature is restful and improves your mood. We know that nature can be healing and restorative and the perfect antidote to life's stresses. In one study, researchers at Stanford University used brain scanners to measure activity in the brain, region linked to feelings of sadness and negative thoughts. Then participants went for a short walk, half of them along a six-lane highway and half on a nature trail, after which their brains were scanned again. Only those who walked in nature showed decreased activity in the same part of the brain. In other words, they had less negative thinking than those who walked along the city highway. It turns out that reading, according to the findings in the book, is the most popular restful activity. In the rest test, almost two-thirds of study participants opted for reading as their top way of getting rest, which, when you think about it, is kind of contradictory initially, because reading isn't simply a passive activity. It requires you to use your brain, unlike mindlessly watching the TV, for example. It stimulates us not just cognitively, but also physiologically, 
But why is reading so restful? Well, perhaps because you are again in control of what kind of material you're reading and the pace at which you read. Okay, so it's clear rest is a vital part of our being well physically and mentally. And we need to take rest seriously. Indeed, rest is as important as sleep. We all rest differently. The message here is to seek out whatever form of rest works for you, be it reading, walking in nature, or having some alone time. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Happy Habit Podcast. Until next time, stay happy. (music) 